welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 3, reading from verse number 12. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now, with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So, we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Amen. Amen. Last week, I spoke about this text, and I said, the Hebrew writer makes references to Psalm 95, reading from verse 7 to 11. And not just reference to it, but he makes an exposition of Psalm 95. And the exposition of Psalm 95, which he made, he placed emphasis on it in certain ways. The first emphasis he drew our attention to was the agency. Someone say agency. So agency, which relates to us that we are in an atmosphere of agency. That is why he spoke about today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, now. So he emphasized on the agency of Psalm 95, the exposition of Psalm 95, in his exposition of Psalm 95. And he emphasized on the obedience, our obedience. So the obedience, he picked up and explained it and spoke about it. As relating to us, it's related to the people in the, uh, in the Old Testament by talking about some four key um, or one main word as uh, rebellion. Remember rebellion, last week I spoke about rebellion with whom verse, verse um, 15, verse 15 of um, Hebrews chapter 3, it says that, well, well, it said, with whom was he angry? Okay, uh, it said, today if you hear a voice, do not uh, harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. Okay, and then verse 16, it says that for whom having heard rebelled, right? So these people rebelled and it's trying to tell us that please don't be like them. Beware, tell someone beware. Beware, beware lest you, their, their fate will be your fate, like your fate will be like this. Beware. So he said, one, 
they rebelled. So he come the the, the second key thing he emphasizes on the, his exposition in Psalms 95 was obedience. And if you don't obey, you rebel. So instead of going straight to telling us to obey, he went to tell us about their state of rebellion, how they rebelled. All right, so that's why in verse 15, he spoke about, therefore he said, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your ass in the day. In their time, it was the time of rebellion. Don't be like them. He said, for they rebelled. Then he began to give the nuances or he used different words to reflect the same rebellion, act of rebellion. The other word he used was did not obey. Okay, so they rebelled. The second one is they sinned. You remember? Yeah. They sinned. What's the third one? You can make reference, clear and exact reference to things written than things that are committed to memory. Because you can only remember that much. So it's good to, as much as you are able to, note some things down. Your life is like the sea. The promise and the blessing of God for you to land on your life, it must need a landing. And it is his word that God's blessing can land on. So if you don't have a word, it's face a problem. You can, you can know all the music we sing in church. But if the word of God is not in your system, he said, for I watch over my word to peace. This is word he's looking for. When it comes, it's the word you have. The word you have is the one he delivers. Not the one someone prophesied over you. Even prophecy comes so that you can have a word to stand on. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15, or from verse 14, the message. For, let's read from verse 12. From verse 12, that said, beware. Verse 12, where it says that. So, you see how it puts the beware over there? Watch your steps, friends. In the King James, it said, beware, brethren, therefore. Okay, or take heed. That's old King James. But New King James says that, um, beware, O King James, take heed. Right. right. Especially the same thing. So watch your steps, friends. Make sure there's no evil unbelief lying around that will trip you up and throw you off course, <laughs> diverting you from the living God. <laughs> unbelief, it will trip you and throw you off course. All right, so that just gives you an idea of what is being said. The next verse. As long as it still goes today. See that one, the today is not in quotes. Still goes today. Keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your... Go to the next verse, verse 14. If we can only keep our grip on the sure thing we started out with, we are in this with Christ for a long haul. Next verse, 15. These words keep ringing in our ears. Today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising. As in the day of rebellion. All right? Don't turn a deaf ear. That's what they do. You two don't do that. Next verse. For who were the people who turned a deaf ear? When they, the very ones Moses led out of Egypt. So you can be coming to church and you turn a deaf ear. Hey, hey, what I'm saying. No, look at the next one. And, and who was God's pro, God provoked with for 40 years? Wasn't it those who turned a deaf ear and ended up corpses in the wilderness? And when he swore that they, they'd never get where they were going, wasn't he talking to the ones 
Who turned a deaf ear? So they, see that this one should pray. Friend, just the deaf ear. Rebellion. Rebellion. You know, that's what I'm saying. The same thing. So, so our rebellion will end up affecting us in so many ways. The next verse. They never got there because they never listened. Never believed. It's as simple as that. So you see what the message does. So message makes it so simple. It's like when you finish building the brick wall and put plaster, smooth it. So it makes it so nice. Like the icing on the cake. It may, you know that this is cake. But to know the components itself, brother, you have to go beyond the icing. You know. That's Bible studies. Now open it up. So in the same way, Bible studies help you to go inside the text to capture, capture the heart of God, not the message, the entire message that is being said. Because the message is made up of verses, and the verses are made up of words. And every one of those words are powerful. They are carrying a certain message. Now, if you just stay on the message Bible, you miss the weight of the words. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't have to miss the words. Reading is okay. You get the general idea, the general picture. But studies makes you go inside. Have you noticed that there are special, there's a GP who takes care of their entire body. But there's someone who has specialized on the skin. Someone who has specialized on the eyes. Also, he's a, he's a top specialist. All he does is the eyes. If you bring anything about the tongue and the skin, he has an idea. But it's not as good as the other guy. So that's what studies, when you begin to study, you go into, into in, that's what I'm doing with this Hebrew thing. You are going in there to extract the riches from God's word. And it becomes so much part of you, you can't miss. It's, and that, with that, too, you, you have a better understanding of the general picture. Am I making sense? So when you come to church, to help your Bible studies, take down some points and be like a Berean Christian. The Berean Christians went home after the pastor Paul, even Paul was preaching, not David, Paul. He wrote two tests of the Bible. After Paul has finished preaching, the Berean Christians in Acts 11:17 went home and searched the scriptures mm. to see if what Paul was saying were so. Yes, 17:11. More fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, talking about the Berean Christians, in that they receive the word of God with readiness. Are you receiving the word of God with readiness? You always do. With readiness, and not just leave it there, and search the scriptures how often? Every day, to find out whether those things which their pastor was saying was so. All you know is, pastor said, pastor said, pastor said. No, you need to find out the men of <laughs> the men of Samaria said, now we believe not because the woman told us, John chapter 4, verse 39 or so. We believe not just because this woman told us, but because we have actually seen for ourselves. That makes your belief, it takes it to another level. Someone say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's better to produce learning through our teaching than to produce hearing. Because you can hear here, and if you don't learn anything, you fail the exam. People fail exam because of what they don't remember. <laughs> what they do, what they forget. Please try, try, try and remember these things I'm saying. Peter said, in first, I suppose it's in first Peter chapter, is it chapter four? No, it can't be chapter four. 
Yes, maybe it's in chapter 4, but I don't think it's in chapter 4. It's rather Second Peter chapter 1. Something he said from verse 12, 13, 14, 15, he talks to them about how I know you know these things that I'm saying, but I'm repeating them to you over and over so that long after my departure, you will still remember these things. He said, I know you know them. It should be if it's not chapter, no, it can't be chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 14, talks about suffering for Christ, but it's then it should be chapter Second uh, Peter, it's definitely in Second Peter. Either chapter 1 or chapter 2, somewhere there. It talks about, I know you know these things. He said, the things we tell you, we are not telling you fables. We are not telling you stories. We are telling you things that we have seen. We have experienced. That's what it was. And he said, I'm telling you this. I know you know these things, but I keep telling you. So that long after my departure. Because repetition brings enhanced learning. Second Peter chapter what? 116, yeah, from verse 12. Second Peter chapter 1, from verse 15. Yeah, from verse 14, for this reason. Moreover, careful, knowing that uh, Jesus Christ, uh, um, verse 15 says that, moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Okay. For we do not follow canon defy, defy. I think from verse um, 13 there. It talks, so it's okay to keep repeating some things. So that after, long after today's service. So some of the scriptures I quote are all time scriptures which are resident in my system. Through studies. <clears throat> Second Timothy. I don't want to divert now. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. If you don't study, you'll be ashamed. Right. Right. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Amen. Amen. All right. So what are the four things I spoke about? Hebrews chapter 3. The four things. I said number one, the rebellion is said, rebellion, and then number two, for they sinned. Number three, they did not obey. That's it. Number four, unbelief. I think you should clap for yourself. Those who don't have it, don't clap. Just write it down quickly. <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) So, these are all ways that he expressed their condition. And as we read from the Message Bible, incidentally, you find out that it's the same. He said that because they did not hear, because they did not hear, because they did not hear. It's the same thing. But it was manifested in different ways. Their rebellion was manifested in their sinning and manifesting that they are not obeying and they manifested in their unbelief. And the fruit of it is the first. Verse, um, verse, I think, verse 12, that an evil heart of unbelief. That is it. So, so now, he spoke about, back to where I started, he, he, in his exposition of Psalm 95, he spoke about, one, he spoke about urgency, two, rebel or obedience. Okay, he emphasized on our obedience. And then number three, he spoke about what? Perseverance. And number four, rest. And last week we spoke, earlier we spoke about the agency, we spoke about the obedience which I've taken time to read. Today we may go on the perseverance. But then, before we go further than that, let's pick up verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 3 verse 14. I'm sorry, please. Let's read it out loud. Let's go. For we have become, let's read it out loud. Let's go. For we have become partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. For we have become what? 
What? What? Say partakers of Christ. I want to take this opportunity to speak a little bit before we move on, on the partakers. Partakers. Say partakers. How does the message Bible put it? Sorry, not the message. I'm sorry. The Amplified Bible. The Amplified Bible. How does it put it? I think some, now I need to make reference to the other versions so that it will stir up a desire in somebody to also make reference to that. For we have become followers with Christ, the Messiah. So, so I'm sorry. Fellows with Christ, the Messiah. Say fellows. fellows. Say fellows. fellows. Very important word. With Christ the Messiah. And share in all he has for us. This is very interesting way they have put it. What, what has happened to us from this? We have become what? And is that all? And we share. So say fellows, fellows, and say share. One more time. Fellows and share. That is what the, in the um, New, King, the New King James says that we have become partakers. How does the NIV put it? For we have come to share in Christ. This is that we didn't talk about the fellow. It's interesting. What does this metacos? Metacos. You remember I mentioned metacos some time ago. Metacos. Partakers. Metacos. It's sometimes translated partakers, other times translated as um, 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 partners. Metacos. So he's my metacos, he's my partner. <laughs> oh, metacos. Some of you have got metacoses. <laughs> Business partners. And all kinds of other partners. Now, so it's my we the partners and partakers, the same Greek word, but depending on the context, has a slight different meaning and nuance. What do I mean? In Hebrews chapter 11, sorry, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, the word is there again. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 said, therefore, holy brothers, what? Partakers. All right? Amplified. So then, brethren, consecrated and set apart for God, who share in the heavenly calling. What do we share in heavenly calling? Now, Partakers, let me just so I don't spend too much time. So say partakers. Hebrews, Hebrews 3 1 uses the word partakers. Hebrews 6 4 uses the word partakers. Hebrews 6 4. Hebrews 6 4 says that for, it's, 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 it, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened to have tasted the heavenly, the heavenly gift and have become partakers. Partakers of what? The Holy Spirit. Partakers of the Holy Spirit. This is very interesting. Partakers of or partakers in. Similar. Alright. Partakers. In other words, who is a partaker? Someone who takes part. You see, part take. Part taker. You see, a partaker is someone who takes part. Okay. <laughs> so he takes part. We are so the cake. Well, you are partaker of the cake. We are all sharing. Let's eat it together. Partakers. Now watch this. We are, part, we are partakers of the Holy Spirit. We are partakers of the heavenly calling. Chapter 12, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8 says that, but if you are without tested, 
chastening, that's chastisement or correction, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not a son. If you are a child of God, there's something we all share too. We share the, not the punishment in that sense, chastening, not punishment per se, but just to make it clear, chastening, God correction. God will correct you. If you go wrong, he will dis- that the, the proper word is disciplining of the father. So he said, if you are a true son, you undergo discipline. How come you are fornicating and you are not getting this? Maybe you are not born again. Because if you are really born again, God will discipline you. You won't go free. I don't know who I'm talking to, but discipline is coming. <laughs> a born again believer lying, God will discipline him. Unbelievers will lie and it won't have any impact on them. Free. In fact, they will be enjoying more um, opportunities. You do it. Small like yours is not as big as theirs. Theirs is about five times, ten times bigger than yours. Your own small one, it has messed everything up. You are in trouble. The Bible says in First Peter chapter, chapter 4 verse 7 that the time has come where judgment will begin from God's house. So God starts with his own children. Judgment. First Peter chapter 4. Verse 7 or verse 17. The judgment begins in God's house first. Verse 17. The time has come for judgment to begin where? In the forest. No, in God's house. Where is God's house? The church. Tell, say, Lord, I am ready. Begin with me. Some can say, say, Lord, begin with me. <laughs> All right, let's go. Partaker. So if you're actually a believer, you will be a partaker of disciplining. If you nothing, no discipline is coming your way, you have to be very worried. You're either not born again and you're on your way to hell. Wow. What are the good teaching? So we have become partakers of the heavenly calling. Everything bishops, apostles, pastors, prophets are sharing so long as heavenly calling is concerned. Once you are born again, you also partake of it. That's good news. The Holy Spirit which is given to me, given to all the other believers, Paul, Apostle Paul, and the great men of God, all this is the same Holy Spirit that we have also come to share in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are sharing the same Holy Spirit. Partakers of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Not only that, partakers of also correction from God. So, metakos, partakers, it can be translated as partakers, but in Hebrews chapter, ah, chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, chapter 3, verse 14, the metakos there, the, is not partakers, it's fellows and sharers. The same word was used in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. We will come back to that. Look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1. He said, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, the you're talking about Jesus, okay? The you're, that's why it's capital. Jesus, this, this is referring to. Therefore, Jesus, your God has anointed, you see the you, is Jesus, had anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your partakers, your shareholders, your fellows. That same word is metakos. Your companions. And uh, now that same rendition translation is what we are we are seeing in the book in chapter 13, verse chapter 3, verse 14, where it says, chapter 3, verse 14, where it says that we have become partakers of Christ. Now, what does this mean? Why am I making all this fuss about the partakers? Because that is deep. There's a difference between the see that is not really doing so much justice to that word. There's a difference between partakers of Christ. And partakers with Christ. 
specific. So now, when we are, if we are partakers with Christ, so I am a partaker of the cake with him, but I'm a partaker of the cake. So the of focuses on what we are partaking in. With focuses on our fellows. Does that make sense? And so, that's why the amplifier says that, put it on the screen again, the amplifier puts it this way. It says, for um, for we have become fellows with Christ, the Messiah, and share in all he has for us. Now, it's very interesting. He has something for us. We all share in it. So it's two ways. We are partakers. We share in what he has got for us. But actually, not just that, whatever he has actually also attained by virtue of his human life, death, and resurrection, whatever he has... We are joint, Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it says that, for we are joint heirs with Christ. Amen. We are joint heirs. He said, if you are children, if, you, if, if children, then heirs. And then heirs of God and joint heirs with. Yes. Thank you. God bless you. Heirs of God, joint heirs with. Whatever he has right, we also have right. Wow. That's, that's. That's a serious one. So we have become partakers. Or the actual word that should be be used is not partakers, it's sharers or fellows. So it says that God has anointed, Hebrews 1.9, God has anointed you above your fellows. The people who are sharing things with you, his anointing is higher. So we are fellows of Christ. We are sharers with Christ. But not just with Christ, we also share Christ himself. So we are all here, we are sharing him. You have Christ, I have Christ. We all share in Christ, or we are all partakers of Christ. But not just that, we are also partakers with him. That's why Amplify, the way Amplify puts it, is very interesting. The Amplify says that for, for Amplify, verse 14, 3.14, 3.14 please. 3.14 again please. For we have become fellows with Christ the Messiah and share in all he has. So we are actually his fellows and not just that. Everything here, we are also sharing in it. So this thing is a corporate thing. We are sharing something Christ has. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If only we hold on. So now, this is where he's talking about. Before he went on further, Remember, back to my original text, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, before we go to the 14. 12 and 13 was a, 12 was a strong warning. Beware, that's, that's last week's message. Beware, lest. Okay. 12 and 13 was a warning. Be careful. Take heed. Watch out. Watch out. Sometimes you're about to start a new gadget connected to the power set. Yeah, that's that, that warning. They said, please make sure every other thing is off before you turn off this heater, on this heater. Don't put it on your laps before you turn it on. They warn you. Keep out from the reach of children. They warn you. Warning. Now, if you don't do it and you suffer the consequences, you can't sue anybody. Because they warned you. They told you, mind the gap. And you decided not to mind the gap. Now your leg slid under the platform. Oh, no. And but thank God the plane didn't the train didn't move. 
and you sustain bruises. Bruises all around you. Now you say, I'm going to sue um, TL, TLF. Is it TF, TFL? TFL. <laughs> TFL. I'm going to sue TFL. My lawyer, you hear from my lawyer. When he goes to court, they will say, but it is clearly there. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. You didn't mind the gap. So you have to pay their court, court fees, including your own. Mind the gap. Now, Hebrews is full of a few. There are about five, four to five, five warnings in Hebrews. Five warnings. Be, be, take, take care. Beware. Lest. Now here, he said beware. Then he went on to, the reason why you should beware is because we, all right? Put it on the screen. Let me, let me get to it. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exalt one another daily, whilst it's called today, lest any of you, any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For, okay, now it's giving the reason why you should beware and lest you should be hardened. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said. So the reason why we have become partakers. Amen. You have to hold the, uh, yeah, the beginning of your confession. Step fast to the end. And then he went on to say. Um, okay. Now I want to rush through and then go to chapter 4. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Alright. Verse 16. For, for who having had rebelled. Indeed. Was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses. Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, who, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Therefore, chapter 4, therefore, since this is the first time the word promise is used in Hebrews. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest. Say rest. rest. Say rest. rest. Watch this. Um, when you flip back to verse 18 of chapter 3, he said, to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? It's interesting. Um, um, Psalm 95 verse 11. Psalm 95, that's exposition of Psalm 95, okay? Psalm 95, verse 11, Bible said that, I swear in my wrath, they will never enter. Enter what? Enter what? God finished his work in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 2, Bible said, and then seven days, God rested. Who rested? Who rested? He rested, and then so that we can enter, not our rest. Remember he said, my rest. Yes. Remember, that's very important. My rest. God is talking about, he, pe- he said, the rest is mine, not yours. And I'm just bringing you in to share. Now, in the Old Testament, when they came out of Egypt, the Bible said they died in the wilderness and they did not enter his rest. What rest are they talking about? They kept the Sabbath day. And that's not the rest he's talking about. But in that time, the, God had a, a typological rest for them. Physical rest in the name of the land of Canaan. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, we have to rush through this. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. It says that, for as, as yet, 
For as yet you have not come to the rest and the, in, and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving to you. Verse 10. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is giving to you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies. So when he spoke about rest, he was talking about the land of Canaan. Please remember, that's very important. He was talking about the land of Canaan. But that was just, that was just a typological, or it's a type of the rest, actual rest God was talking about. So the rest is in three stages. Canaan, the land of Canaan, Canaan land was the rest in the wilderness. From the wilderness, you are supposed to enter Canaan as rest. And then the second one is the church. But I'll go back, I'll go on to the second one. Joshua. Joshua chapter 21, verse 44. Joshua chapter 21, verse 44. It says that the Lord gave them rest all around. He did give them the rest. He gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn by their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. They entered a certain type of rest. Not those who came out of Egypt, because I, w- I want you to know that all those who came out of Egypt, because of stubbornness of the you know, rebellion, mm. sinned, mm. did not obey, and then unbelief, because of that, they did not enter the rest. So which are the people God said they g- gave them rest? They are children, and only two, only two, out of the people who God brought out of Egypt, namely Caleb and Joshua. Numbers chapter 14, verse 30. Look at it on the screen. Numbers chapter 14, verse 30. Caleb and Joshua were the only two people who shared. They were fellows. So except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in. It's only Joshua and Caleb. And guess what? They both, they were, partic- they were fellows in the Canaan land. Hallelujah. Like we are f- fellows with Christ. Metacos. They, they shared. They shared. They entered rest. The Greek word rest. Catapulsis. I'll come to that later. I like that one. It sounds like catapult. Catapulsis. They entered. Somebody must enter catapulsis. Jesus said, come on to me, all you who are uh, heavy laden in um, Matthew eleven twenty nine, and I will give you rest. Thank you, Lord. We have been called to come into catapulsis. Come, and I will give you rest. Say rest. First Kings chapter 8, verse 56. It says that blessed be the, go- blessed be the Lord who has given, given rest to his people. In- ah, but it did not he who said they did not enter his rest. So what rest are you talking about? And listen to this. Hmm. Let's do this Bible. Let's just look at Hebrews chapter 4. I want to show you. Hebrews chapter 4. We are going to read verse 6. And then possibly we'll go to verse 8. And then verse 9. And look at this. It says that since, watch this. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. Those who it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Ah. He said the rest, the people, some people, those who they preach to, they didn't enter it to. Because it remains that someone, so how does verse chapter 4, verse 1 start? He says that, therefore, therefore, since a promise remains of entry, the, the promise of someone getting into the rest is still valid. Because the guys in the Old Testament, one, he's saying that they didn't enter the rest. But he, he here, First Kings chapter 8, verse 56, he said they entered the rest. First Kings 8, 56, he says that, 
Blessed be the God who has given rest to his people Israel. So what rest is he talking about? As I told you, that rest was the physical rest talking about Canaan. Not all those who came. So who is it that, who is he talking about? Verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 4. Am I going all over the place? I'm just trying to, okay, the point I'm making is that some people, he says some people didn't enter the rest. But yet he says some people also entered. The people in the wilderness didn't enter the rest. Yet in another place he gave them rest. So who are those he gave rest and who are those who didn't enter? And then he says that there's still remaining some rest. For which people? So that's what we are talking about. Some didn't enter. And he said there still remains some. And the ones who didn't enter, he's telling us about them so that we don't become like them. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? You know, but some, us, us, some also entered. But we are finding out in Hebrews that what they entered was not the actual rest. Their promise of actually entering the rest is still standing. What they entered was not the actual rest. Because it's a physical, but we are getting into two levels, two tiers of rest. The first rest, next week we'll go further into The first rest is the, the church rest. I'll explain it. Then the second rest. And all these are God's rest. He said, you come enter my rest. So Hebrews chapter 4 verse 8. Look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 8. For, hey, Moses couldn't lead them. Oh, Moses, Moses. And they are boasting about Moses. He said, Jesus is better than Moses. Because Moses, he couldn't even lead them to the rest. He says, yeah, Moses, we are the sons of Moses. Moses is great, but he couldn't lead them to rest. He himself couldn't enter. So, for, so it is Joshua. Joshua, the servant of Moses. The young man. Who came and led them into rest? He says that for if Joshua had given them rest, then he should not afterward have spoken of another day. Because if you have got the rest, what rest are you, are you talking about? So that means that there's a different rest. Yes. Yes. Joshua took them into Canaan land. But even though it was called rest, it's not actually the actual rest. Look at verse 9. Hey, let's all read it aloud. Let's read it aloud. An outstanding rest waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what those guys experienced in Canaan was not a thing. The actual one is still waiting for you and I. It's, that's where we'll be dealing with from next week. We are going to talk about the rest of God, not Sabbath. Sabbath day. Oh, Sabbath day was just God gave them to show them for them to follow it. That it's a reflection that you see. Rest, you enter the rest of But they were keeping the Sabbath day, but still working in disobedience, so they all died. But there remaineth rest. So in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, it says that, therefore, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his catapulses, of entering his catapulses, we also have something to do. I, I, let us fear. But Bible says fear not. Here he says fear. Fear. <laughs> fear. If you don't fear, you won't enter. Let us fear. Be, be afraid. This fear is necessary. It's the same fear. Bible, lost. The Bible talks about in Hebrews chapter, chapter, chapter 10, verse, chapter 10, verse 27. Hebrews 10, 27, it's an interesting text. Look at how, how it proceeds. Hebrews 10, 27, 
But a certain fearful expectation of judgment is coming. That, the judgment is fearful one. You have to fear that one. Sister, bro, be careful. Fear. Fear. Let all these prophecies, all these miracles, you, you won't enter it. Fear. Fear. Let us fear. Verse 31 of Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 31. It says that for God, it is a fearful thing to fall into. Hey. Say, Lord, I fear. <laughs> Let us fear. Fear. is necessary. This one is necessary. Let us fear. Lest we enter into the, the uh, like what they became. Let us fear. And he says that for it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Say, hey, you. <laughs> it's a fearful thing. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 21. Is someone learning something? Yes. Hey! It was a terrifying, it was so terrifying, and so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid. When he came closer to God, the sight was so terrifying. No, God is a consuming fire. And that's why it's a fearful thing. So he's saying that this fearful, and that the same Hebrews tells us that fear, he's not talking about we should fear man. Don't fear man. Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, Bible says that he did not fear the wrath of Pharaoh, the anger of Pharaoh, Moses, because he wanted to please God. By faith, he forsook, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. So Hebrews says you know, there are things you don't have to fear. Don't fear what man will do to you. Don't fear. Say, I fear not. I fear but I fear God. I fear God. Say, I fear not. I fear but I fear God. Don't fear what they will say. They say, you know you are saying a Christian. We will see. Say, I fear not. I rather fear God than fear what you do. And sometimes your fear of God will make you do things that men will threaten you. And because of your fear of God, you can't fear man. Because you fear God too much to comply with man. At your expense. And and in, um, in Hebrews chapter, Hebrews also spoke of fear of man. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. He said, so that we can boldly say, God is my help. What can I, he says that, so we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will, I, I will not fear. What can man do? What can man, I will not fear. So there is this fear that is necessary for us to have when it comes to God. Fear not. Fear not. All right. Finally, let me let me end it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. That's all I'm ending on. It says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. <laughs> the word seem, the phrase seem to have come short of it. It's like you felt you are almost there, but you were late. Got there too late. Lest you, the way people mistrain, you miss the rest of God. That's all he's saying to us. Be afraid. Fear. Because it's a fearful thing to enter into the, to fall into the hands of the living God. Bible says, for God is a consuming fire. Therefore, there remaineth a promise of entering his rest. That promise is still valid. It's there. It's there. 
is waiting. That promise, both in church life, in your walk with God, and the actual rest is the heavenly rest. When we all come, he said, well done, thou food of you, enter into my rest. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.